Welcome back to episode 28 of the Student Pilot Cast, Into the Night. I'm Bill Williams, and I'm learning to fly in front of the world. Come join me today as I do my dual night cross-country from Chandler to Marana Airport in Tucson. Chandler Ground, Cherokee 4122 Tango is at Chandler Air Service. Uh, we have information Romeo and would like to depart to the southwest en route to Tucson. Hello all. Welcome back to the Student Pilot Cast. I had to take a couple of weeks off because of various travel commitments, but also vacationing with the family. We spent some time in Southern California and had a great time. Unfortunately, I didn't get to fly us there. Because as I've mentioned before, I have a beautiful wife and three wonderful kids, all of which don't fit in the 182 that I fly. So when we're all together, I have to be PIC in a landbound vehicle or on an airline. Neither makes me very happy. But in any case, we had a good time. Speaking of fitting my family into an airplane, I wanted to bring something to everyone's attention. Nexair Avionics, a shop in Massachusetts, I think it is, has just taken the wraps off of what is probably my new goal of an airplane for my mission, their so-called Saratoga NX. They've released information on a new comprehensive STC that they've developed and that they're working on, where they can take the venerable Piper Saratoga any year from 1980 to 1994 and completely gut it and rebuild it into a practically new machine. They put in a beautiful new sports car-like interior, a fresh engine, and a beautiful new panel complete with the brand new Avidyne Release 9. It's like getting a brand new zero-time airplane in a used airframe, which is also repainted, by the way, before the sale. They can deliver this complete airplane for less than $400,000. Yeah, I know, that's a lot. But compared to a brand new airplane of this type and with this capability from Piper or anyone else for that matter, it's a pretty good deal. Six luxurious seats in the interior, drink cooler in the console, completely state-of-the-art panel, and in a proven and trusted design like the Saratoga. Like I said, I think this is my new goal of an airplane. Now, anyone have any ideas on where I can find a few hundred thousand dollars? Oh, here's the best part. I get to see this airplane this week in person. Yeah, if you don't know already, it's official. I'm going to AirVenture 2009 in Oshkosh. I can't wait. Unfortunately, I can't get there until Wednesday because of a work-travel conflict, but I'm staying through the last day of the show. I can't wait to get back there, see the new gadgets, the airplanes, and all of the wonderful aviation stuff. But mostly, I'm excited to meet up with people who I consider friends that I haven't even met yet in person, and others that I haven't seen since last year. As everyone always says, it's mostly about the people, but being surrounded by endless airplanes doesn't hurt one bit. I'll try to bring you as much as I can while there, and in case you can't make it yourself. If you're interested, be sure to follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash billwill, B-I-L-L-W-I-L. I'm looking forward to meeting some of you soon. I'll also try to update the podcast and feed as much as possible, but last year reliable internet access was a little tough to come by. I'm hoping it's a little better this year. So to bring this all the way around, Nexair will have their prototype Saratoga NX right there in Oshkosh, and I've made arrangements to check it out. I'll keep you posted. 
So if you are going to make it to Oshkosh this year, also follow me on Twitter and let me know when and where you'll be. Several of you have already indicated that you'd like to meet up while we're there. So by all means, shoot me off a tweet and let's see if we can make it happen. Probably Friday will work for many. At least so far, that's what it seems like. Oh yeah, and don't forget Potapalooza 2009. Kent is once again organizing many of the aviation podcasters together for a a show live on EAA Radio on Friday evening right after the air show, probably around 6.30 or so. If you want to attend in person, we would love to have you come by the pavilions around that time and check it out. If you're listening to my podcast, I'm sure you're well aware of all the usual suspects from airspeed and the finer points, uncontrolled airspace, pilot's flight pod log, and many more. It'll be a great time, so please come by and hang out with us there. Okay, one more item of business before we move on here. I recently was speaking with one of my oldest friends, David, from way back in my childhood when my interest in aviation was first sparked. During the conversation recently, We spoke about his longtime desire to learn to fly, but as happens with many of us, other things get in the way. What I discovered for the first time, though, is that David, who now lives with his family in the Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina area, has never been in a single-engine plane. So here is my call to action. He has no idea that I'm doing this, and who knows when he would get around to listening to this, if ever, so we can probably keep it under wraps. The call to action for you, the listeners, is to find David a ride in an airplane down in that area. If you're passing through or if you live there, if you know somebody who does, who has access to a plane and are willing to take a future pilot for a spin, let's get him a ride. Thanks in advance, everyone. I would hate to let his fledgling passion go dim because he just didn't get get to experience it. I know he could do an intro flight somewhere or something like that, but we all know how intimidating that can be at many FBOs. And unless we give him a time and a date, he may never go do it. I think many of us have been there. It's hard to go in cold turkey sometimes. So thanks again in advance. Okay, so you want to go flying? Today we're going to cover my dual night cross country. We would be flying from Chandler to Marana, one of the GA airports in the north part of Tucson. For those that may not know, to achieve a private pilot's license, a student needs to have at least three hours of dual instruction at night and at least 10 full-stop landings. Some of the night flying time has to be cross-country or to an airport at least 50 nautical miles away from your departure airport and back. If you recall from a previous episode, I had already done a night flight around the valley and had done several night full-stop landings, But all of those airports were much closer than 50 miles, so a night cross-country was in order. And that's what came next in my syllabus. We'll start here getting the ATIS. Murphy's Lock kicks in while I'm taking down the information. Chandler Tower information, X-ray, time 0252 Zulu, wind 2705, temperature 39er, 2.9er, altimeter 29er, 77. Visual approach in use, landing and departing, runways 22, left and right. Multiple obstructions in the vicinity Chandler Airport up to 310 feet AGL. The flashlight just quit. Is there really? Available on flight watch or flight That's why I carry about three of them. I got, you, I got a little bit like this. Too direction of flight. Use caution for bird activity in the vicinity Chandler like Airport. Read back all I've got one that's kind of Advise on initial contact. You have X-ray. So my flashlight literally dimmed and died while I was jotting down some of the notes. 
I had spare batteries in my flight bag, but it was just easier to borrow another light from Larry, my instructor, who had several extras. So that's what I did. One other thing. Did you catch that temperature? Replay it. Go ahead. I'll wait. Okay, you got it now? That's right. Phoenix in the summertime, baby. It was dark out, and the temperature was still 39, or about 102 degrees Fahrenheit. It's a scorcher. It was also at the very end of June. Okay, so June and hot in Phoenix, like many places in summer, means thunderstorms. So we would be on the lookout for those, which can pop up pretty easily even when much of the sky is clear. Luckily, convective weather at night is usually pretty easy to spot. It has something to do with really bright flashes of light. Alright, let's keep moving here. We had the ATIS, I had my borrowed light, and we were good to go. After a brief story that involved a flashlight, my instructor, and the U.S. Marshals, I made my ground call. I know, sounds interesting, doesn't it? It was. But I gotta keep some things to myself. You know how it goes. Alright, here you go. Alright, we're good to go here. Chandler Ground, Cherokee 4122 Tango's at Chandler Air Service. Uh, we'd like a south departure and we have x-ray. Cherokee 4122 Tango, Chandler Ground, taxi to runway 22 right via Alpha November. Taxi to 22 right, Cherokee 22 Tango. Well, I wish we could have had a night when it was full moon and nice and clear, beautiful night. These nights when it's dark and ominous and... Yeah. I've done cross countries in Michigan where you can just tell you're going towards something, you know. And we didn't run into a thunderstorm, but one night the stars disappear. It starts looking even darker than what it looked and run into rain showers and stuff. And go, oh, this is great. IFR, but dark night out there to the south, but I don't think we're going to have any moon. But I just, as long as I don't see lightning, I'm... <laughs> yeah. We had a discussion about actual IFR conditions and how little there was in Arizona and how many instructors here have never been in actual or have been in very little actual IFR conditions. I know that's a topic that's beat to death among pilots, so we'll hold that for a hangar flying session sometime down the road and get on with this flight. We were finishing the run-up at this point. Oh, I saw lightning out there. Oh, did you? That's why I say we'll just get down there and back. I just saw it. It's pretty far out in that direction. I saw something on there. But, yeah, I saw lightning out there behind the clouds. So. Oh, I just saw a little one out there, too. does look far away, though. So we'll head on down there. We'll keep an eye on that. we got lots of airports in between, lots of outs. If we don't see something in our direction, I don't think what that's there's going to move over us within the next hour and a half. So. All right. Make sure these are all good. Good. Amazing out here during monsoon season. The whole day, the morning's beautiful. Later in the evening is always nice. Things calm down. And four months, you got to worry every night about these things. I know. Okay, blue smoke is going back on. Doing some flying for the sheriff's department air posse, and I remember they wanted us going out in the middle of monsoon season, at three o'clock in the morning, out over the mountains in single engine airplanes. And I'm going, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to do that. Turns out nobody. Now we can put the strobes on too if you're ready. I don't think there's anybody bother anybody. So oh, that is annoying, isn't it? Chandler Tower, Cherokee four one two two Tango is ready at two two right. Cherokee four 
Cherokee, 412 Tango Channel, Tower Fly Runway, heading traffic over the numbers, 22 left. Just in the touch and go pattern. Runway 22 right, clear for takeoff. Okay, we'll fly runway heading, cleared for takeoff on 22 right, Cherokee, 22 Tango. Did they say anything on the briefing about ceilings or anything like that? Yeah, they were uh, scattered and broken at 12,000. Oh, okay. Okay, everything's in the green. Airspeed's moving. During climb-out, which in that heat in a little 160-horsepower warrior took a while, we spoke a little bit about density altitude, its effects, and even some stories, but I'll protect the innocent on that one. Needless to say, it takes a while to climb. On the other hand, the air was really stable that night, and I hadn't had a smooth flight in some time, being summer and all, so I made several comments about how smooth it was. It felt good not to be being bounced around. I solidified my love of night flying on this cross-country, and no small part of that was the smooth air. As we started to leave the area, Larry started giving me some more instruction. So we're going to head this way. We've already intercepted 143, as you can see. Yeah, so I'll come back on it. So again, just like today, we're going to, if we're going to follow VOR, we just simply follow that. We're going to use both, really, the VOR, because sometimes that VOR will take you a little off, farther off course than you want to be, and I don't want to be over those mountains right. by Picacho Peak tonight, so we'll want to stay right of it. So we're going to head for the freeway, actually. Oh, okay. And you can kind of stay on this heading. I just See went about 10 degrees there. too far, so we'd come back on it. Yeah, now when we get out of the Delta airspace here, we're just about out of it now. I wouldn't even bother talking to this guy since he's not paying any attention to it. Okay, so Go to we'll switch over. and call Prescott Radio and activate your flight plan as of when well, we just took off. Now, I don't know, you file it for 8.15. We'll have to say activate it as of 8.45 local time, or what is that? 8.40? Uh, it's uh, 3.40. Yeah, 3.40 local, 3.40 Zulu time, but yep. you could say 8.45 local time. Or, All right. This is Prescott Radio. Prescott Radio, Cherokee 4122 Tango. Over. Cherokee 4122 Tango, we'd like to uh, open our flight plan as of uh, 3.45 Zulu. And your flight plan's activated for you. What? Did you say, say, say again? Your flight plan is activated. All right, thank you very much, 22 uh, Tango. Any update, any hazards along your route, whether updates or anything like that, sir? Would you mind uh, telling us if there's any convective activity along the route? see any lightning, that is good. So, yeah, might as well get an update since he asked. Uh, right now, the only uh, possible shower I see appears to be probably about three or four miles to the uh, east of your destination. I uh, don't see it impacting you right now. It's pretty much staying right where it is. Uh, roger that. Thank you very much. 2-2 Tango. How far east? Get a little closer and it looks a little more threatening. Uh, give us a call back for that update on the radio or you can call Flight Watch 1C2. Thank you, we will. 2-2 two, two, Tango. Three miles, did he, he said three to six miles. But That's close. Yeah, I know, and then he said it's not going to be a factor. He said it's staying right there. 
Okay, well, we better hope it stays right there. <laughs> yeah. so we'll, that's why we'll stay a little bit. That's uh, Three miles is right on top of the friggin' airport. Yeah, that's, that's, why I, that's uh, what I was thinking. I, I like wonder it. if he meant 30. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll be able to see it if it's... Yeah. Well, there's lights down there and everything, so we'll keep an eye on it, right? I hate to go all the way that far and have to turn around and come back. See why you really climb and climb and climb and climb. We're coming up to 4,000. We're going to go to 55, and coming back, we're just going to go to 45. Just to that's why tonight, with possibility of showers or convective activity, I said, let's just get there, get I'm back. Get a lean it too. Maybe get a few yeah. more RPMs. So they just pull back till runs rough, and then put half push pull it half push it halfway to full rich, and that should that's good for a climb. I didn't see anything on the radar for. Uh, yeah, Chandler I don't know. didn't show any, much at all to the south. I mean, I didn't know. I don't know what he was talking about. So, as you'll see, that weather report was wonky. We could see for miles, and we joked about it a few times on the way down. There was no bad weather anywhere close to our route. Let's keep moving. You can see the freeway go down there. We might as well do as, as straight a line as we can. Again, all we don't, all we want to do is, is again, yeah, I got you a little too far over this way, intercepting the ten, because there, there we're headed right, probably for Picacho Peak, because you can see, yep. already see down there where the expressway, expressway curves to the right, yep, curves to the left, and then we're going right towards where we need to go. Yep, I don't see any lightning. Curves around Eloy. Yeah, so we're heading. Eloy is uh, twenty miles. Oh, you've got this on Eloy. Eloy, I could push direct again. Enter, enter. It'll give us right from this position, so it's centered up the arrow. And it's uh, 19 miles, and we'll just try to go over to stay a little bit. To one. I don't think they'll be doing parachute activity yeah. tonight, but we'll monitor the frequency anyway. Anyway, you're following the 10. Again, same, just like it, the other night flight, you're following freeways. There's cities out here. This is obviously Casa Grande down here. Yep. And uh, the airport's to your right. Those beacons are so hard to see. But for night flying, I pick obvious things. Highways, cities. Yep. It's usually big things like that that you're going to Highways use. are really easy or to VORs. see. Or VORs. If you're out in a real black area, you're going to have to use VORs. Real easy to see traffic. About another thousand. As a matter of fact, we've got traffic at 12 o'clock there. Yep, coming right Headed at us. right at us. And you could do this if you just. No, far enough away, but we'll put a landing line on. What the heck? We'll give him a little extra light there. There he goes. <laughs> yep, he saw us. A little veer to the right. Oh, I think he must have saw us and. Maybe, yeah, he, thought, maybe, he he thought we were, maybe he thought we were closer than we are. Yeah. Because he suddenly put both lights on. And he went up. 90 degrees, man. Yeah, he, he he was far away. I wasn't too worried about him. You can see the freeway going all the way down there, so yeah. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. If we things start disappearing on the ground, we'll know the visibility is getting bad, and we're, we're not going <laughs> to... That was pretty funny. That was. No sooner we put he it on. He lit himself up and lit turned himself 90 up and degrees turned to the right. right. We scared him. He probably thought, oh, man, here comes a... <laughs> 737 or something. Yeah, it's an Airbus. Now you can see we've gone, we're not even to Casa Grande yet, and we're not to, not to 5,000 feet. So I suggest coming back at 45 just for speed. Again, we'll lead up some time when we get back here, then we don't have to worry about... It looks like that beacon is doing a double... It's Yeah, I've seen it before. Beacons at airports where I came from, you could see them. Yeah. These, you can't see them. I mean, but they doesn't are it look like it's hard. doing a double yes, flash yes. on green and red? Yeah, I mean, green, green and white. white. Yeah, and the double peaked one is usually a military. Right, if it's on the white, right? So, yeah, double peaked white and the green is, is a military. There goes our traffic over there. Damn. It was a little closer, then. How long did you figure in route down here, by the way? 
took off at 8.45. We should be there in 40 minutes. I was going to say yeah. about four, no longer than 40, 45 minutes. Yeah, I had 40 minutes. 5,000. Sorry, that light's kind of bright. I should have bought That's it. That's okay. If I block it with my finger, it works pretty Maybe well. You don't want to blind yourself up here. So 40, uh, 42 minutes okay, is what so I have. We should room. be there by roughly uh, 25 after 9. Well, it, uh, I'm seeing lights down there, which is a good sign all the way beyond Picacho Peak down there. Good so visibility. That, so that's, we, as long as we can see that, might get some bumps as you get closer to the mountains down here. And one thing about showers at night, you can't see them necessarily. You might fly into them. The only indication you have that the visibility is getting lower at night is if you start seeing things disappear on the ground here. just to get going. 5,300. There's way off off the end of the wing, you can see lightning out there in the distance. It's behind the clouds, but yeah. and that's so far away that uh, yeah, we're almost to 55, so we can level off and build up a little bit of speed. People, I said, here you go. You get to have three hours of night flight, and you get your license. You get out here and do this, and go as far as you want. Hey, so and dispose of it. Seems amazing. It does. It almost feels like you should have an instrument ready to do this, you know. Yeah. Or at least a lot more instrument training, you know, just in case you went IFR down here. We're kind of following 143. Still a little bit to the left of our course, which yep. I don't want to go over that way any farther, really. I'm going to put 22.8 on here. Again, I doubt seriously that Eloy's skydiving tonight. We're left so, of our course to Eloy, too, though. No, we're, so yeah, we're, turn, turn we're right of our course. I'm right of our course, that's right. And I mean. that's okay. We don't. This heading's okay. It, it's okay. got your peaks right out there. We're going to go, I think. We're, to the right of it. Yeah, we're going to stay to the right of uh, Eloy anyway. So stay at 55, so we don't, we don't need oh, to whoops. climb and yeah. slow down. So let's go ahead and put that on. We, we want to get... That's hard to tell. I can still see lights out there. If you saw things disappearing, you'd think, oh, maybe there's heavy showers out there and I can't see. I'll speed coming up a little bit. We're only 11 miles from Eloy if I don't hear anything. Well, yeah, there's where it goes. So Picacho Peak, probably where the bend out there is somewhere. Picacho Peak's probably just to the right of where the, the road goes around like that, I think, is where Picacho Peak is. The mountains are obviously there to the left where it's real dark, so I'd head right for all the lights out there in the distance. Probably in amongst those lights is Marana down there. Ground speed 101. I don't know what you figured for ground speed, but well, this area I figured 105 because there was no wind. And that could pick up. You'll see what ha yeah. see if that changes here. My RPM's got a little low there. There we go. Yeah, obviously it's dark out there to the left, so we know there's mountains there. Yeah. Got your peaks right off the nose. Beyond that, you should see Pinnell Air Park, but I don't see any lights for Pinnell Air Park tonight. I don't know why I can't see a beacon for their, their airport, although I do see a, see some lights out there kind of blinking. And as we get closer, of course, we're still probably far enough away. It's hard yeah. to see. See. Okay, so here I am trying to see Eloy Airport, and Larry is helping me. I can see what looks like an airport, but no beacon. Well, it turns out that there isn't one, I guess. Also, you'll hear my first time using pilot-controlled lighting. I had wanted to try that for quite a while. So do you see Eloy's beacon? 
Uh, Eloy, yeah, it's right off our nose. There's the airport right off our nose. Going, you see the lights going back and forth like this, the dotted lights. You see a little square below us right here. See the, yeah. the subdivision. Look right above it, right over the nose. Look right over the nose. There's uh, lights going east. Yeah, I see what looks like an airport, but I don't see what, a beacon. What we're going to do is there is no beacon. Oh, there isn't? Let's see if I can. Yeah, there isn't a beacon there. Okay. I so see it then. So, so that's the airport. We're heading right yeah. over the top of it. Yeah, we're headed What right I usually do if I don't see it is I, I click the lights because it's pilot control lighting. Oh, right. And you'll see the runway lights come on. So I haven't heard any talk that they're, you know, I don't think they'd be skydiving. Today, but I'm can, I, can I try turning the lights on? Yeah, you can try, click it real fast and see if you're seven bright. Seven times? Or, well, seven times in five seconds it makes them real bright. It might be real bright right now. So if you click them, it might get dimmer. So just try it once, though. I'm going to get them. See, you shut them off. Now oh, there they went. Yep. Now if you, yeah. Yeah. So you can make them, it's, what is it, three, five, now click it, <laughs> you click it again, see you brightened them up. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah, there you go. I got down to Miranda one night and I thought the lights were on and I could saw the beacon and I was heading right towards it and all of a sudden I got close and said, holy crap, the runway lights are down. I went, boop, 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 boop. All of a sudden, yeah. boom, it's like Christmas, all the yeah. lights in the world came on. I've never uh, tried that before, so... It's nice on this trip is there's a lot of intermediate airports. I said if it was a crummy night, yeah. and if it was really crummy, we wouldn't be doing it. And you know, right. I mean, if I had to do it, and I and there were storms around, I go at least there's airports every night, every here and there. So if it started closing in my, on me, I got airports I can go to because I got Eloy, I got Pinnell, I got Morana, I got Casa Grande. On course now, we're just about over Eloy, so I'm going to put direct AVQ. If you don't mind? Let's put K. The. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with this route now. This is the yeah, third time. <laughs> Probably why it's good to do it here. Yeah. Enter, enter. And Pinnell is 34 miles, so we don't have far to go. I don't see anything that looks like it looks clear to me. If there's showers three miles to the east, we we would be seeing those showers. Yeah, totally. At least I, the visibility is not reduced, even if there's showers, they're not very heavy. What you're looking for? This is, uh, I would guess, this is the town of uh, Eloy right here, Arizona yep. City to the right there on the other side of the freeway. I was just going to dial in there, AWOS, get oh, ready. Yeah, good idea. One eighteen point three seven five. And once we get close enough to Miranda, we'll call Mount Lim and RCO, and we'll close our flight plan. And we take uh, off and head back. Not, not yeah, we, don't, we don't have to close it because I did a single flight plan for the whole round trip. That's right. I forgot, so we don't have to. So the total time and route is well. I told him too much, and that's good because yeah. we've got to get 1.7. So right. we might have to call and extend our. Flight. No, I I told him one hour fifty. One so, fifty. Okay, yeah, so we're okay. Okay, that's good. Well, one, because 1.7 is is almost an hour and 50 minutes, so. Yeah. We could always close it when we're doing in the pattern at Chandler, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. Sure, we could. Or we could. Yeah, that's exactly what we'll. That's exactly what we'll do. We get back to Chandler in sight. Just call. Uh, we could call 122.6 as they close our flight plan. We got Chandler in sight, and then we'll stay there and do some stop and goes. You can see how I can see look out there now and see how unoriented that could be. If it's pitch black and there's lights, you could think those lights are stars. Uh, you could get unoriented. Yeah. Instead of ground lights, you might think they're. I've had I had a pilot one time. I uh, didn't know the guy real well, but he had been in the clouds over water. And when he came out of the clouds, broke out of the clouds and saw blue beneath him, he thought he was upside down. 
because it's usually blue is up. Right. And he saw blue down. He he actually physically told me he got sick. I mean, he kept a droll of the airplane, but he got sick to his stomach because he he got so unoriented for a moment until he figured it out. Yeah. That he was right side up, but just when he saw blue down here mentally. My Pinnell is dark tonight. No, I see it out there, but I don't see their beacon very well. Yeah, we should be flying right over Pinnell. Yeah, we're flying right towards it, but yeah. I don't see a beacon for it. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, the beacons just aren't I wonder real. if we can get the AWOS yet. Yeah. Iran at Regional Airport. Automated weather observation. Zero, four, zero, three. Zulu weather. Wind, two, six, zero, at three. Visibility, one, zero. Clear, below, one, well, we'll two, land, uh, thousand. Three, zero. Temperature, three, Which will six, be that direction. Dew point, one, one. Right. Altimeter, two, niner, eight, eight. Remark. Density altitude, four, thousand, niner, hundred. What did you say? We'd land on one two, right? No, the wind is two six zero, so we might as well land on three zero. So yeah, it's but only it's, at, it's at three. It's at three knots. Yeah, and it says that. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's only three knots, so it doesn't really matter. We could land on one two, I suppose, and go around left traffic, or you can enter on a right downwind and, and land into the three knots of wind. You're right. Yeah. So, e either way. Yeah, either way is right. I just know that in the AFD, it said preferred was one two. Oh. That's fine, too. It said calm wind runway that. is 1-2. Okay, we'll use 1-2. One, 1-2 two. One, is left traffic, and uh, okay, 3, or what's 3 super call? 1-2. One, 1-2, two. One, two, three, zero. Three, zero yeah. is right traffic. So what do you think? Yeah, we'll use 1-2. Okay. Right now, we're, we I don't think we'll even circle. If there's nobody there, instead of circling way out to the southeast and coming back and doing a, a left, a, 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 a left downwind. Want to try a I just end. do a left base. I just come out here and stay a little bit to the east of the airport and turn on to a left base if there's nobody there. Oh, okay. I mean, why, why waste the time going all around? Okay. Like yeah. It just depends on if there's anybody there. There's nothing saying you can't do a straight in. It's just. Are you uh, done with this? Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm done with that a long time. Okay. So. So one, two, three, zero. Two, one will be closed. Marana. Okay. Then we'll monitor Marana. Yeah, aircraft approaching Marana from the north. This is Cessna 1405 Mike. We're uh, right crosswind. Runway uh, 30. Hey, they're using 30, so. Oh, okay. There's somebody else approaching from the north. So, Roger. We will be entering an extended right downwind for runway 30. There. Well, if they stay in the pattern, we'll just enter on a right downwind, right almost this heading. Uh, we'll look for the branch out of your 16 call. We'll be entering right down one for runway 30, and we'll be number two. It didn't say, so I went 1,000 over. That's exactly what I would have done, too. So uh, 2,031 is field so elevation, so we use 3,000. 3, yeah, that sounds good to me. And uh, so, well, 30, so we'll make a, a right base. You said? No, it's or right downwind, I Right mean. downwind, right base, and we'll land up in this direction to the north, so. Okay. You can see how this light is a lot better. Yeah. Not quite as, see how it's just not as. Yeah, I like that. Oh, well, if I could find another one, I'd buy about five, five or ten of these things. Oh, lots of stars out here in this direction, so. Even if it was raining over here, lightning, we know we got it clear out in this direction, although it ain't pretty dark, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty desolate out that way, isn't it? Traffic, 1405 Mike, right base, runway 30, Marana. 
And when you get close enough, we'll do a cruise descent, but uh, we're not close enough yet. 20 miles out or something. 21 miles. I don't know what that guy was talking about. Yeah. Three miles. I think he was screwy. There's there's Pinnell right off our nose. You can even see the runway. Now you can see the beacon a little bit better. I thought I saw a flash there. There's the green. It's right over the nose. That's Pinnell Air Park. And beyond it out there, it seems like I see runway end identifier lights. That might be Morana out there. I think I see what looks like runway and identifier lights just a little to the right of nose. I see something red, and I see some white, two light, white lights flashing. That might not be it, but it's just beyond Pinnell Air Park. Yeah. Yeah, I think I see it. It's just the lights aren't, we're far enough away, the lights aren't too bright yet. Now these red identifier lights, are, is this Pinnell right in front of us? This is Pinnell right over the nose. Yeah. You can kind of see the runway running the same direction as Morana's will. Yeah. And you can see the beacon. It's right over the nose. There was the white flash. Rain in traffic. Look for 7516 Golf. It's entering right base. Yeah. Right the green. There's the green. Right over the nose. I saw a green flash. Watch for a watch for a white flash. White flash. Didn't see it that time. Just a little over the nose. Right straight. Green flash. How far out are you looking? Which just one are you looking at? Marana? This closest group of lights to you. Oh, right the closest here. one. So, okay. That's 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 Pinnell. And beyond it out there, I think I see runway end identifier lights, and I do. I just see red termin a red terminating light, or it looks like a red light to the left of it. That's probably if that's. But look just be just above where Pinnell is out there, and you're going to see two. Just see some strobe lights there flashing. That's I think that's runway and identifier lights. Okay, so we were coming into the airport area at Marana. We'll pick it back up as we were about nine miles north. There was another airplane doing touch and goes, and we sort of had to time our sequence into the pattern. We decided to have them come around in front of us, which probably made sense since we were doing stop and goes and would need a little extra time on the runway. All those Tucson lights give you a nice horizon, don't they? Yeah, they do. Oh, it's nice going to a location where there's a big city. You can see those lights from a big city on a clear night from 100 miles away. You see the glow over the oh, horizon right. or something, you know. So I remember uh, we did some night flying coming down from Detroit, and the plane broke and uh, first stopped in St. Louis. So we took off in St. Louis at dark and went uh, a couple hours. We climbed up through the clouds got on top of a big layer of fluffy white clouds at night, and boy, was that just beautiful and just smooth as glass. Oh, yeah. And flew another uh, couple hours, maybe, and then the, the clouds actually cleared out. We didn't really have to even make an approach. I see some lights moving. I don't know if it's a ground light or an airplane out there. Yeah, I can see those moving. Now you start to see the runway lights, and you realize how far out you are now, so you can, yeah. as you get as you lower to the ground, you'll start realizing just about how far out you are. But I want to come in on a 45, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea, if you want, or just... Yeah, that's definitely an airplane. Yeah, I see some strobes or it's, something out there. Yeah, so we get closer. It's moving too fast to be on the ground. And we're nine miles out. You know, you get about five to the north. It's telling me you're five to, you know, five to the north or whatever, and you're gonna enter a downwind, a right downwind on a 45 for three zero full yep. stop. Yep, exactly. Traffic way out there. Finally, over Pinnell Airport. Or I mean, Pinnell. Pinnell uh... Airport. Like it took a long time to get there. Yeah, it did. It looked like we were right on it. It yeah. took forever to get there. Only got a thousand more feet to descend, so. He brightened up the runway. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. 
be another airplane going in there. I don't see anybody, and I haven't heard any calls. Airplane out there, he looks like he's heading to... He Tucson, might, probably. Maybe to Tucson, yeah. I'm going to make an announcement. We're seven, seven okay. and a half miles out. So. Okay. Uh, what is it called? Marana? Yeah, Marana. <laughs> Marana traffic. Uh, Cherokee 2-2 uh, Tango is inbound from the north. We're going to be entering a right downwind for 3-0 for a full stop. We are currently uh, seven and a half, seven miles north, uh, Marana. We're right base, runway 3-0, Marana. Thank you. We'll be looking for you. We're uh, doing touch and goes. So we're going to look for you entering the pattern here. Let me know when you get close, please. Will do. I think I see him on base there. Turn it final right now. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. We'll yeah, I think he's going to. I think he might beat us. a little high, but what do I know from nighttime? Yeah, from this distance, yeah. People do tend to come in high, it seems like. Here's the Pappies and the Vazies really come in to yeah. get the uh, benefit of the Pappies and Vazies at night. Not down on the runway yet, and we're now and we're gonna, four miles, so it's going to be kind of a close call. It is going to be close. Yeah. But we're, we, yeah, we're going pretty fast. I'd still, we'll see what happens here. I think I'll just let him go. Now let's see what happens here. If he takes off, we'll We'll end up slowing up, I think. And you're almost a pattern altitude. We're out traffic, 1405. Mike's on the go. I think we have traffic coming in from the north. Yeah, we're now four miles uh, north, and we'll be uh, coming in on a 45. Uh, we'll probably just let you squeeze right there in front of us. Okay, we'll just start slowing up then. 05 Mike, we understand. We have you inside. Slow it up to about 80 here, and then we'll... Okay. I need the time anyway. traffic is 1405, Mike. It's right cross, 1-0-3-0, Morana. What that light is, bright light is to our left there. That's a ground light. Yeah, I think it must be. It was kind of uh, unoriented. It was flashing a little bit for a moment. I've lost sight of him, so we'll just I stay. did, too. Oh, there he is. Got him in sight? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, we'll follow my line here. If it looks clear to the north, we're not going to run any thunderstorms. We could do two full right, traffic 1405. Mike is uh, right down runway 30, Miranda. Uh, do you want to do a... Uh, Just a stop and go. Stop and go, okay. So we'll tell them I'll we're, right we're, we're going to do a stop and go. We might do a, we probably do a couple, and then we'll head up back. Quite a bit lower than us. Uh, maybe, uh, I can't tell if he's climbing or not, but... Probably is. Looks like he is a little bit right there. Yeah, we can let him do a, we know we're going to do a couple stop and goes, then we'd be headed back to the north. Okay. All right, Cherokee 2-2 Tango's uh, entering downwind for 3-0. We're going to do a stop and go, and we're going to stay in the pattern at least one time, uh, Marana. Okay, buddy, turn base. See the runway out here, we'll just parallel yep. that runway. Drifted a little bit out here, but that's okay. What's that? We're drifting a little bit away from the runway. Are we? Yeah, I, I turned so. left just now to but parallel that's it. okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. That All right, traffic is 1405. Mike, turning right base, runway 30, Marana. Yeah, just a matter of eyeballing it. And even if we got out here a little farther, we're giving him a little bit of room here. Yeah, he kind of went out there a ways. These lights aren't real bright, are they? Well, they, yeah, they aren't, are they? 
Alright, he's a beam us right now, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Everything else is the same, obviously. Yep. Same speeds. I think he's got enough room. He's coming up over the threshold now. So. You know, I didn't get an altimeter setting, actually. That's okay. Let's just go ahead and use our VAS. He's going down. I forgot what field elevation was. We'll just check it when it's we get on. It's a little over 2,000. I don't think we're going to run any thunderstorms going back, but we'll do a couple here. Looks. I don't see any lightning to the north, so I don't think anything has moved in. Atlanta traffic, Cherokee, uh, 2 2 Tango's turning base, 3 0, uh, full stop, stop and go, uh, Miranda. 75 knots. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. I don't see you, Vazzy's. You'll see it as you turn to the left of the runway. Okay. All oh, white. There they are. Four white. Yeah, so I'll get one more notch in. And that's okay, but I'd rather be a little bit high at night than a little low. Yep. Boy, it's really on an island there, isn't it? You don't see anything around it. Pass undercarriage mixture prop seat well, so we got the boost bump. There you go. Yep. Now you got two red and white, so let's just keep it two red and right, white, white on 70. Hopefully the struts won't totally collapse here. Yeah. I noticed I was... Whoa, are those red? I can't really tell. All red now. Yeah. Oh, we lost a lot of altitude okay, speed. Okay, now you can ease it down. So, see, now you... Yeah. Back now, we're going to definitely make it now. And yeah, we want to do a stop and go, so... Just hold it off to do a three-pointer. We're going to hold it yep. off. Oop. That was Dang a three-pointer. That's okay. Get it nice and straight also. So, ease on the brakes. Legal here. We. I, didn't, I, I thought I was a little higher than that. Yeah, I'm just hard to judge it on the brakes here. Let's do one more and then we'll head home. We'll do a plan of traffic, Cherokee uh, 2 2 Tango is on the go, 3 0. Uh, we're going to stay in the traffic, uh, stay in the traffic pattern, Marana. Plan of traffic, 1405 Mike is right down one runway 3 0. We have the aircraft on the runway. Okay, well, that wasn't one of my best landings. I misjudged slightly and believed I was in a flare a few feet off the runway when the wheels touched all of a sudden. It was sort of a flat landing where all the wheels touch at once. That's why I was frustrated with myself on that one. Luckily I had one more chance to do it here at Marana on my second time around, but we'll save that one for the next episode, which will include the return flight home to Chandler. Once again, thanks for listening, and I always appreciate the feedback that I get through email and through the website. Remember, if you're going to be at Oshkosh, Tweet me or shoot me off an email at bill at studentpilotcast.com and we'll see if we can meet up. I'm excited about AirVenture and I hope you are too. But whether you're going to be there or not, let's get out there and fly. The music for today's episode is To Be an Angel by the Canadian band Uncle Seth. 
You can get more information and subscribe to the Student Pilot Cast using iTunes, Zune, or any other podcast aggregator at www.studentpilotcast.com. Remember, any instruction that you hear in this podcast was meant for me and me alone in the situation that we were in at the time. Please do not try to apply anything you see or hear in this episode or any other episode to your own flying. If you have questions about any aspect of your flying, please consult a qualified CFI.